The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. In Tussinek weer die berge, in Tussinek weer die maan. Daar was geen ridders op het paarde, geen mannen op die maan. Daar was stilte voor die dromer, wat ergens in wou gaan. Ons was broers en ons was zusters, toen die wereld stil gaan staan. Beautiful, hey? How about that? Karen Zoid and featuring Neil Sunderland and Early B to die Wereld still gaan staan, when the world stands still. She's on the line with us, Karen Zoid. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Jeez, long time no speak, pal. <laughs> really long. Too long. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, you know, it's crazy times, but uh, I'm feeling optimistic. How do you Active. feel optimistic? What is it that you do in order to feel optimistic? What makes you feel good? Is it when you go into the studio and create? Is it when you work with other artists? Uh, how, wh- what's the process for you that makes you go, okay, now I feel like I'm on right? Well, I think there's certain things that I'm compelled to do. I mean, music is one of them. Yeah. So it's just something that I always go to, you know, to go to place for me where I feel Centered, maybe the way some people feel when they go to gym or pray or go for a walk. So whenever I feel completely stressed out, I just end up going to the guitar inevitably at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, from there I kind of find my calm. But I have to, I have to admit, in 2020 it was hard. I couldn't play with the band for long periods of time, so I had to do different things. You know, I'm an extrovert. I need people around me. So I started making friends with people and <laughs> Zoom calling and, yeah, doing lots of different things. You yeah. know, Karen, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because you talk about yourself as being an extrovert and needing people. And a little bit earlier on in the show, we were talking about the challenge that that lockdown has done, particularly for the creative sector. and. Yeah. For you, there must have been some ways that you've gone, okay, as you say, you've like zoomed in certain cases. How else have you managed to support the thing that like really feeds you, which is to be out there in the public space? Yeah, I mean, the the challenge that all performing artists have at the moment is that, you know, we're living in a state of you have to be adaptable. Yeah. I mean, linear thinking isn't going to get us through, I didn't get us through 2020 and certainly won't get us through 2021. You know, so, I mean, you have to be adaptable, you have to be curious, and you really have to do everything you can to, I mean, without sounding cliche, to be positive. And that is to, for me, it was and is about letting go of the past, of how what worked before is not working at the moment, did not work in 2020. And, you know, the longer we hold on to those previous successes, and I mean, that fortunately is what it is to be an artist. Yeah. You're only as good as your last gig in any way. But I think uh, artists are struggling in the sense that, you know, yeah, you can't make an album and two other albums yeah. the way you did before. So you have to do new things. You know, I, I fortunately, I, I started a studio a couple of years ago. Yeah. A TV studio with a couple of friends. So yeah, we our TV studio was turned into a streaming facility. I did a couple of streaming shows. I did. Uh, I I hosted an entire <laughs> uh, 
flippant functions slash chat shows yeah. things for momentum. Learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean my my secret weapon is not rocket science, but I just always uh, stay in dialogue with um, with people that are more clever than me. <laughs> well, I think that's that that's the off. secret weapon. I think any great leader will tell you. That uh, you stay in dialogue with as many people who are smarter than you, and that's not not so difficult to find for anybody. So that's yeah. a really good way of doing it. Yeah, but I mean, the, what's hard? I mean, not just for musicians, for, for for most businesses, you know, you're so used to going out and you know, you bump, I bump into you in a coffee shop, and we talk, and okay, let's do this thing. Yeah. Or I'm busy with that, um, you know, sharing and that melting pot yeah. that is South Africa is um, not there. So our communities have become smaller, which is great. You know, I think um, people are really focusing on supporting local, uh, certainly here where I live. Um, yeah. I, I recently moved to Malpus uh, from Seapoint. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, everyone's supporting the local butcher. And, you know, when I buy bread, I think, oh, flip, let me rather just go to the baker and support them than yeah. buy the, the normal bread, you know. Yeah. So... That is something that us artists can use to our advantage, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> the sense that, you know, everyone is aware of it. We're, we're more aware of the fact that we need each other and that you actually do make a difference if you buy whatever, your dinner plates from a local woman who makes, makes plates rather than, uh, uh, you know, small things. It's yeah. Just, you know, I, I find myself, even when I put petrol in the car, I want to go to my local. Yeah. I'll rather wait till I get home and, and fill up here and support the man that I see there every day. <laughs> yeah, because you're developing a community, which is just like, which is the right thing to do. Yeah, but so now the issue is for, for artists, we have to broaden that community. And the only way of doing that is, is through the internet. Yeah. So, yeah, most artists now, if you don't have access to the internet or fast internet, um, very difficult, impossible, yeah. impossible to be an artist without it or with any business. Think about it, any coffee shop, any place that doesn't have Wi-Fi. I mean, talk, talk uh, to us about, I mean, the song that we've just played. So working with um, Early B and Neil Sunderland and in many ways, that's about saying, well, accessing people, but not necessarily accessing them in the flesh. Talk to us about that particular space. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard because you want to reach out. I mean, yeah. I, we all felt it. Yeah. Uh, we all, I, I'm, at the moment, I'm working on a project with uh, futurists in New York. Yeah. And I desperately want to go to New York. You know, I thought, flip, I thought I would be there in July and I've, I've changed the date. And now we've decided we're just going to complete the album yeah. um, remotely. It's honestly not as fun, obviously, as it would be in person. But it yeah. is possible. And it's that thing of, you know, I just realized I've just got to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go to New York. Even if I did go to New York now, it wouldn't be the same. You know, they're yeah. also locked up and it's the same drama that side. Yeah. In fact, worse, if you look at what happened in the last two days. Um, so you just kind of have to get over it and embrace it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the most difficult thing for everybody. Just actually, it's not. You're not going to make money out of live music this year. What are you going to do? 
So, um, so here's an interesting yeah. thing. So are you, do you feel like you're meeting new people, fresh people, maybe because of lockdown as well? Absolutely. Huh. I, I mean, I, I, this, this project that I'm working on at the moment never would have happened if it wasn't for lockdown. Yeah. Um, uh, because of this, the lockdown, I ended up on a podcast with people at the Henley Business School, clever professors and yeah. doctors, and this future is called Faith Popcorn. Yes, yeah. And she said, you know, I want to do a song. Can I record a song? I said, yeah, sure. And we've been working together now for eight months. We have a publisher in New York. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's the upside. The downside was it was my 20th year. I had Sun Arena booked out for two nights, <laughs> played uh, shows with the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra, lost that, yeah. but gained this. Um, I ended up buying cameras that I never would have bought because I just realized that's what we need um, and started streaming. I did a concert series for Car Con Car and I just did a New Year's Eve streaming concert yeah, uh, a couple of thousand people tuned in, and I pulled it off. I mean, our, everybody in my company has grown so much in this time. And you are know, you are um, you monetizing it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to um, to be able to do that. But once again, I'm lucky because I have a following. Yeah, you know, I have whatever 184,000 people on my Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult for young artists at the moment, anybody starting out who does not have a a little beehive that they can return to or little flowers that they can pollinate. Yeah. So that is the challenge that I think we're facing in the music industry and on a very human level, our you know, our instrumentalist drummers, sound techs, um those kind of people that are specialized. Yeah. Mastering engineers, those sitting at the studio, but the guys doing lighting and, you know, a violin player in, the, in, the, in an orchestra, what does she do now? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the time of adaptability quotient. <laughs> Grow that adaptability quotient, that's for sure. Karen, we have to go to a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to go into your next song, The Flame, which is featuring A.B. de Villiers and the Ndlovo Youth Choir. Talk to us about that briefly. Yeah, it happened in lockdown. You know, Ab always uh, 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 is a good friend of mine and loves playing music. And I said to him, "Come on, let's just do a song. Let's yeah. do a song." And we did it in lockdown. He recorded. We recorded the video with flipping iPhones. They were in. They were in lockdown in a hotel in Dubai doing the IPL. Glovu <laughs> uh, recorded. They had their own studio in Bullock, so they they could record. They are. We did the whole bloody thing in in in. Uh, in a lockdown situation and it was yeah I think it came out really cool um, well let's 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 listen when we come back from the break we go into the song <laughs> The Flame <laughs> okay. Michelle Constant on SAFM As we run through the fire we find the flame as we run through the fire, we found the flame. Nine fifty-five. That's Karen Zoid and also Ab De Villiers with the Ndlovu Youth Choir, huh? Ab De Villiers. It seems to me like he could, um, if he ever feels like he's going to give up his day job, he could become uh, your backing vocalist. <laughs> oh, it was fun to do. I have to admit, it was really fun. 
you know, yeah. Karen, the thing about you, and you've always been like this, is that there's like your, your kind of idea of generosity and paying it forward. And that's so critical now. I mean, it's always it always has been critical and kindness always has been critical. But in a time like this, generosity, kindness, thinking about how you can pay forward. How do you think you do it? I just, I really subscribe to the idea of Ubuntu. I really just, it's as simple as that. I really just subscribe to that idea that, you know, I am because you are and you are because I am and we need each other. And all of us are part of one forming the the whole picture. And you don't know, you, you never know what the other person is going through. But when we live in a place where, you know, you, you just can't live your life knowing that you're, somebody around you is suffering. You can't, um, and I just, it just, it, it has helped me in my life. Um, yeah. I'm happy, you know, you're always happy to give, um, but when you, when you reach out uh, to others, that, that, you set that thing in motion and it comes back and then you can give more and then that comes back and you can give more. I believe in that. Um, I mean, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just you know, the truth. It's just um, the universal truth. You know, one of the things that someone was saying earlier on in the show is around also the thing is that you can, that generosity, kindness, paying it forward, all of those things are absolutely critical. But the flip side of the coin is that it does require one to be able to say no. And I yeah. wondered, are there things that you have learned to say no to now? I mean, you've been around uh, for many, <laughs> a decade. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> we might not have been able to go and see you at uh, the Super Bowl, but we would. We know that it's 20 years. Where does the learning how to say no fit for you? In what spaces? I think I say no a lot. Um and, and saying no is not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I think as, as as a woman, we are naturally, you know, more nurturing and we want to help everybody. But it's that old thing of the, you know, when you're in the plane and the and the and the plane's falling and the the, the oxygen masks come down. They say, put the mask on first. Mm. So in fact, if you want to help a lot of people, if you want to make a big difference, you have to be okay first. Because yes. if you're going to deplete yourself and spread yourself too thinly, nothing you do will be effective. So that's the place that it comes from. It's always easy to do. You know, we're all emotional people and um, there's a lot of sad things in the world. But um, it's for, for survival, you have to say no. And, you, and, and for me, I think I can't, I can't be a full-time musician if I make things that aren't good enough. It has to be great. It has to, even if somebody else doesn't think it's great, I have to think it's great um, because I have, I have to stand behind that thing that I've made. So if I do too many things, um, you know, it's a mistake we all make in the beginning. You're everywhere and you're everything for everyone, but you, you know, there's nothing. Um, yeah. And uh, once again, I'm an extrovert, so <laughs> not always easy. I like improvisation and I like doing things that are fun. And in the moment, I get bored easily. I'm actually quite a lazy person. And I'm very impulsive <laughs> and compulsive. Um, but so, oh, I just surround myself with people that are a bit more phlegmatic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, 
Who's the last person you said no to most recently and what did you say no about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just said no to uh, a, a recording that, that uh, is being made at my studio because the person is not ready yet to release and I don't want to release it under our name. They're still So I said no, but I said... Let's develop. It came with no, an addendum. No, not, not, not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> Sometimes no, no doesn't have to be. I think extreme emotions are the dangers you know, yeah. that we face. We all love the highs and the lows, but you, sometimes you can say, no, not now. You don't have to say no forever. <laughs> so it was a, a no, not yet. <laughs> Karen, we have to leave you on that, but I think it's a brilliant way to end. Unfortunately, no. Not yet. We do have to close off. Thanks for joining us, Karen Zoid. Doing some amazing work. Get onto Spotify or Apple Music or whatever and look up some of the new songs. She really is quite an extraordinary musician. Nine o'clock. Ten o'clock, actually. So we've got to get out of here. Thanks to Zalma Zai and Indosh. It's ten o'clock. It's time for the news. It's no longer good morning. It's now goodbye.